It's the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Sean Del Grand. And we've got over 800 brand new Mazdas with outstanding incentives, like low monthly lease payments and low APR financing. Yep, it's just a great time to buy. So don't miss the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Financing on approval of credit. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to The Build-Up here on the Sharks Audio Network. Ted Ramey with you, as always, as we get ready for tonight's game against the Stars. And Joe Pavelski back in the building. Now, in terms of Stars news, it is being reported at the time of this recording that goaltender Ben Bishop, his career is coming to an end. Of course, he's been trying to come back from knee surgery did a game at the American League the other night and gave up seven or eight goals, did not have a good go of it, and maybe the writing was on the wall. So that has not been 100% officially confirmed at the time of this recording. But I don't know about you guys, but watching Ben Bishop uh, in the playoffs and some of the performance that he has, I always appreciated him. And uh, it's unfortunate that his career is potentially or unconfirmed uh, coming to an end but that's the way it goes in professional sports, unfortunately. Entering today, the Sharks find themselves in fifth place in the Pacific Division, one point back of Vegas, three points back of Edmonton, six points back of Anaheim, and seven points back of Calgary. Around the league last night, the Rangers beat the Sabres 2-1. The Penguins doubled up the Caps 4-2. The Predators edged the Devils 3-2. The Avs all over the Red Wings 7-3. The Panthers 3-1 winners over Arizona. The Canucks in a shootout over the Jets 4-3. And the Flyers took down Vegas by a final of 4-3. A lot of games on the slate today. The Capitals go to Buffalo at 4. Also, the Ducks are in Pittsburgh taking on the Penguins at 4. Also at 4 are the Blues hosting Montreal and Toronto hosting the Blackhawks. The Islanders see the Devils come into town at 4.30. At 6, the Coyotes host the Flyers. At 7, the Bruins visit the Flames. Also at 7, the Hurricanes are visiting the Oilers. And the Blue Jackets are in Seattle seeing the Kraken. And at 7.30, like the Sharks, the Kings are taking on the Wild. And we've already got one final in from today. The Senators have defeated the Lightning 4 to nothing, And, of course, your San Jose Sharks, 7.30 tonight, hosting the Stars. For more on Dallas, we are now joined by Saad Youssef, who covers the Stars for the Athletic. And you can also hear him on the ticket in Dallas. Saad, what's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well, man. I'm excited for what is going to be another uh, appearance of Joseph, uh, Joseph Pavelski. What am I, his dad? Joe Pavelski in the <laughs> San Jose. Like I was riffing with Daryl Ray earlier. I was saying like, yeah, Pavs came back, made his first appearance, you know, in San Jose, you know, before the pandemic, but that was a long time ago in a very much different world. I'm just curious from, from your point of view, you know, what's it like watching Joe Pavelski, one of kind of the, the least heralded NHL superstars of his generation who, despite not being the biggest, strongest, or the fastest, clearly has a knack for binding the back of the net. Man, I'm so glad you asked that question because honestly, he's one of the, he's he's one of the he's one of the most fascinating players to watch behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. obviously, like like you know, watching him during the game and stuff, I think 
you know, his line, that line of Robertson, Hintz, and Pavelski, obviously this year has taken the league by storm, I would argue, is a top five, top ten line in the NHL right now with how dominant they've been. Um, and I think Henson Pavelski, or sorry, Henson Robertson is two young guns. Hints is 25, Robertson 22. They, they steal all the headlines. And Joe is just the guy, the 37-year-old guy there who just basically makes everything, you know, he, he, he's part of that well-oiled machine. Um, but again, on game days, those two guys steal the headlines. But let me tell you, watch it. And I'm sure you know this. I mean, like, you know, you saw him way longer than I did. He he works so hard behind the scenes like you like, you know, I tweeted this video. I retweeted this video a couple of nights ago um, when, uh, you know, he just goes out after practice, before practice. He he grabs a defenseman and he's just like out there alone working on tips. Mm -hmm. And you just realize that, like, you know, to a casual fan, like, you know, a casual hockey fan, maybe like they might just be like, oh, you just stick your stick out there. And it just like you know, hope that it, no, 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 like this is, Joe works on this all the time. And, and it shows in like his hockey IQ for him to be 37 years old and to stick around and like, and, and actually keep pace and not just keep up, but really, you know, be 100% part of that Henson Robertson line. Um, it, it's absolutely fascinating. If you go back on like on my Twitter, on when the, when the stars were playing against Vegas, I uh, actually put out a Twitter poll and I said, which player of those three to stars fans has been most impressive and not the best player, but the most impressive player. And most people voted for Joe Pavelski just because at 37 years old, you're not supposed to be doing what he's (laughs) doing. Um, He's a guy who last year is coming off of a season where he led the entire team in scoring. And he's right there at the top of the scoreboard again this year. It's absolutely fascinating and impressive. And I would say what he does behind the scenes is just as impressive, if not more than what he does uh, on game days. Yeah. I mean, I think that people, you know, the tip play that you brought up, that was something that we all saw here in San Jose. And it's, it's just funny because it's one of those little things where people don't think that much of it, but there's clearly an art to being a in the right place at the right time and being able to put your stick in the right place in time and space why, you know, in conjunction with that and, you know, he's just so fun to watch. And, you know, I love that he's still able to be so productive. And that's why, I mean, take me 30,000 foot on where Dallas is right now, because the easy takeaway is good at home, bad on the road. You know, last year after the great success they had and the pandemic interrupted and then restarted season, you know, that was a great run last year. Injuries, a huge factor this year, trying to come back from a lot of those injuries before we went on, you talked about Ben Bishop. Um, so where, where is everything with this Dallas team right now? It's kind of everywhere, honestly. And it's, and it's hard to get a firm read because so much has been uh, there. There's been so many caveats involved this entire season. Um, when they started the season, the first four to six games, they didn't have one of their top forwards. Jason Robertson uh, had a preseason injury and didn't, and didn't play for the first, I believe six games. Uh, John Klingberg got hurt in the first four minutes of the season. He missed four games. So it was hard to get a read on the beginning of the season. And then once Robertson and Klingberg came back, honestly, they've been one of the healthiest rosters in the NHL and they struggled. And then all of a sudden they start playing really well. They're on a seven game winning streak Mm -hmm. and they're beating, they shut down Connor McDavid. They beat the blues. They beat the abs. And it's like, okay, it's not, you're not, it's not just cupcakes. 
And then they go out and they lose to Vegas earlier this week. Then they lose to Los Angeles. Not only lose, they got shut out by the Kings. Um, And then you're like, wait, so what happened in that seven-game winning streak? And you're like, oh, six of those seven games were at home, and the one road game was in Arizona. So it's like, you you know, they – now it's like, okay, so are they just a good home team that needs the that needs the benefit of last change so that you know their their top line can be uh, you know matched up against against more favorable matchups to them? Um, you know, I wrote I actually wrote a story after the Kings game. It's it's crazy. The the top line, hence Robertson Pavelski, they are they're ten goals for and two goals against at home, and there's there's only three goals for and five goals against on the road. So they're actually a minus two on the road and a plus eight at home. That's so I, I, yeah. And, and like I said, it's, it's, it's fascinating how, how, how much that disparity is. So, and that's just, you know, that's just the top line. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a ton of depth. They don't, their, their second line with Jamie Bennett center has been pretty productive. But then after that, the next two lines have been absolute, like, you know, they, they, there's just been no shows. And so, who the Dallas, Dallas Stars are here. What we do know is Miro Haskin is an absolute superstar and their goaltending with Jake Ottinger and Braden Holpe is pretty stellar and solid. I would say those are the two things that we do know about this team. And we know that the top line, sorry, we also know that the top line, regardless of the change on the road, we know the top line is absolutely talented with Hintz, Robertson, Pavelski. Other than those things, there's a lot of work in progress with the Dallas Stars right now. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, I, I look at the inconsistency with the Stars right now, and it reminds me a lot of the Sharks, and that's why their records aren't too entirely different at this point of the season. Now, obviously, you know, Dallas has gone about their 28 points a little bit differently than the Sharks have gone about their 29 points because they've had a much better streak in there. But with both these teams, I do get the sense that in any given game, they could show up and beat just about anyone but they also have that potential to lose to anyone at the exact same time. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're right. I mean, you know, when you, when, when the stars lost to Vegas earlier this uh, earlier this week, um, you know, they were, they were up, they were up four to two in the middle of the third period. Uh, Vegas scored, Vegas scored uh, four unanswered goals in the final 10 minutes. Um, and then you're like, okay, maybe it, like, obviously Vegas is one of the hardest places to play in the NHL. Mm. You chalk it up to that. But then you go out and get shut out by the Kings. And I know they had some travel snafu and, you know, it was tough for them. But you don't get shut out to Los Angeles. Um, like you said, I mean, just two weeks ago, they, 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 Connor McDavid didn't have a single point against them. Um, and, and they beat the Edmonton Oilers. So <laughs> it's, it, it's really, it really has just been all over the place with the Stars. And, uh, and you know, I would say they're a slightly above average team right now. Yeah. And I guess beyond, you know, that, that top line, what do you look at with Dallas and say this, this, and this needs to improve if they want to significantly improve in the standings? Well, Tyler Sagan has to get going. I mean, he's the highest paid player. Um, you know, he, he's kind of put in a tough situation because he's obviously a natural centerman, but Jamie Ben has had a career resurgence, I would say, uh, switching from winger to center. Um, so Jamie was, you know, it looked like it looked like he was basically relegated to third line duties until he made this tw- switch to center. And now all of a sudden he's very productive. Well, Rope Hintz is obviously your top line center, 
if Jamie Ben is your second line center, all of a sudden Tyler Sagan is is your third line center, and um, and he's in a situation where you know the Stars do play their top two three lines a little heavier, but he's not flanked by the most talented players either. He's flanked by a bunch of grinders, which like you know is fine for a checking line, but but Tyler Sagan is not a checker. So, you know, he's he's had a hard time getting going recently. Uh, the Stars need to get him going. They need a lot of secondary scoring. Um, and, you know, where that comes from, that's like, you know, uh, Jamie Benn has, has played well. Jacob Peterson has been a pleasant surprise. Uh, but Dennis Gurianov has been hit and miss. He's coming off of a really good game in Los Angeles. But also three weeks ago, he was a healthy scratch. So, again, like it's kind of all over the place. But they need to find secondary scoring. And primarily that needs to come in the form of Tyler Sagan. Uh, just to touch on the Ben Bishop story, because he's coming back from that meniscus surgery. And I know you said that he uh, went, well, he gave up seven or eight goals uh, at the American League level earlier this week. Um, you know, what? what is his timeline? Because I know they put him back on long-term IR. So what is, what is that? How is that playing out, I guess? Well, yeah. So, so he had a he had a he had a terrible outing on Thursday in the AHL. I believe he he led him seven or eight goals, and uh, and uh, and you know they recalled him. He was supposed to the conditioning stint was supposed to be three games, but uh, they recalled him today before his second game would have been. And uh, and they actually the stars also said that he's going to speak to the media on Tuesday. Um, so, you know, they place him back on LTIR. I don't know if there's going to be more rehab and things like that mm -hmm. before he gives it another shot or if they just kind of the, the thing is the stars don't need a goaltender right now yeah. Braden Holby and Jake Ottinger are just fine actually they're two of the top 10 goaltenders in the NHL right now and Jake Ottinger is literally the top goaltender in the NHL in save percentage and goals against so they don't need him and, and so like the, what they could do is be like hey you know, he has another year on his contract after this year. They could be like, hey, you know, we're good this year. Holpe's contract is up after this year. Maybe just take the rest of this year to keep working on your game, working on your rehab, all that stuff. Give it a shot next preseason and see if you can make one last run at it. But if not, it, it just it wouldn't surprise me if he wrote out the rest of his career on LTIR. That would be rough, but. That's uh, that's how it goes in sports. Uh, what are it's your? Tough. It, it's tough with his size and that injury. You know, like yeah. his age. Like first of all, he's like thirty five. Then his his size. It's not like you know being six four, six five is not easy on the knees, especially as a goaltender. Then you tear your meniscus. You have a setback, and he. I think he had a couple of setbacks. And all that happens, it's it's just been a really unfortunate situation for him. Yeah, oh, definitely. I just, I mean, I just remember how much fun he was, you know, in the postseason, two postseasons ago in 2020. It was, I mean, yeah. it was so entertaining. I'm My whole thing in sports is like, entertain me. You know, I think that's my big thing. And I feel like he was one of those goalies you could count on to give you just a, a thrill ride one way or another. And he did. Yep, absolutely. You're, yeah, that, that series that he had, against the St. Louis Blues two, three years ago was just uh, was a masterpiece. Saad, thank you so much, man. That was fantastic, and we'll do it again soon. All right, man? All right. Thanks a ton, Ted. Appreciate it. Again, that was Saad Youssef of The Athletic, who covers the stars. While we've still got time, let's bring in Daryl Ray, color commentator for Dallas. All right. We are now joined by Daryl Ray of the Dallas Stars broadcast crew. Daryl, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Good, Ted. 
Good to be on with you. No, I appreciate it, man. Um, we're excited to uh, to be having this game. You know, I think a lot of Sharks fans, they got to see Joe Pavelski come back once uh, the 2019-2020 season. Obviously, that was in a far different world than what we're living in now. And, uh, you know, I'm just curious, now that you've had the chance to see Joe Pavelski, you know, up close and personal for such a long period of time now, are there different things that you appreciate about his game that you maybe didn't before you got to see him on a game in game out basis? Well, I, I had great appreciation for him as a shark because you know we see them continually. Uh, he would he would dial up the offense against the stars over and over. Uh, I got to understand his work ethic a little better probably as a as a Dallas star, but I knew that was a a real tenant of his overall uh, game and why he is as incredible a, a player as he has been. Um, and, you, you know, you watch it again now. A lot of guys in their in their late 30s lose some of that mm-hmm. desire to prepare themselves to to be elite, and, and he never does. I mean, he's the first guy on the ice for morning skates working on the same stuff that he's always worked on, and then it pays off in games. And then the other part of it, too, is is the impact he has on other guys. I mean, there there are some players in this game that make others around him better all the time, and, and he's certainly one of them. He's had a major impact on Rope Hintz. I, I can't help but see the comparison between Hintz and Hurdle and, and how, you know, Joe helped him along here in San Jose and now has a guy like Hintz and trying to push him to the next level. So... It's those two things I think that stick out the most, and just the fact that he's continued to to produce at the level he has. I mean, mm-hmm. he's basically been the Stars' leading scorer since he became a, a Dallas Star. It was a weird game for him back then. It was the first time coming back here. Ever since that game in San Jose, where there was a little closure for him, uh, he's never looked back, and he's led the Stars to a lot of success. In terms of where this team is right now, 13-9-2, I look at last year and I know that injuries obviously a factor after a great run in the you know pandemic-impacted uh, season previously with the restart and everything, uh, but this is a team that's done very, very well at home and had a little bit more trouble on the road. Yeah. Is, is this in line with your expectations or have you more looked at the last, you know, the more recent trends where you said, hey, this team is starting to look a bit more like what I expected? No, it's a little surprising. It, I, I felt that they would have real good balance between their defensive game and their offensive game. We're starting to see, or at least we're starting to see a little more of that on their seven-game winning streak, and that they would they would win uh, on the road uh, as well as home because of the the depth and balance they have. But uh, that has not happened away from home. They haven't, they haven't played any, anywhere near the the way they have at American Airlines Center. And part of that, too, is, you know, they, they've relied so heavily on Pavelski and his line with Henson and Robertson that it's been it's been difficult for them to go on the road and, you know, face the best defense pair and the best uh, checking line that teams can trot out there against them and then look around and hope others are going to chip in a little bit. And when they don't, uh, they, they just don't seem to have enough uh, to win consistently away from home. It's been weird, though. It's not just that. Uh, they they had some issues in goal at times. At times, they've had brilliance in goal. Mm-hmm. They just haven't kind of found their stride away from home. And I, I think they're starting to feel the urgency of that now. Uh, th- the first two games on this, this road trip, they drop. 
uh, getting pounded in third periods, especially. So uh, they'll they'll bring their best here tonight against San Jose. There's no question about that. All right, well, Daryl, I appreciate your time. I know you got stuff to do. I appreciate your insights, and I'll see you at the arena later tonight. All right. Good deal. Thanks, Dad. Again, that was Daryl Ray, color commentator for the Dallas Stars. All right, we are out of time here on this edition of The Build-Up. A big thanks to Saad Youssef and to Daryl Ray for joining me here. Remember to join me tomorrow morning on Morning Tide as we look back at tonight's game for the San Jose Sharks. I'm Ted Ramey signing off.